First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Let's get to the Dolphins and Browns. The Dolphins are in first place in the AFC East. And this line was only three today, which I thought was so bizarre and so strange that Miami was only a small favorite at home against Cleveland. Now the Browns were coming off a bye, but the Dolphins, they're scoring points every week with Tua out there. And he is the first Miami quarterback since Dan Marino to have three straight games of three touchdowns or more. And if you saw him today operate a two-minute drill at the end of the first half, it's not just Tyreek Hill. It's not just Jalen Waddell. He's making plays. That Jeff Wilson acquisition, he had a huge game on the ground coming over from San Francisco. Had a tremendous game. The Dolphins were, um, I believe they were 9-1 to one to win the AFC East when the day started. Uh, their odds are going to get much better after this. Uh, Buffalo will probably still be a small favorite, even though they're in third place technically. But the Tua thing should be gaining steam and momentum. What he's doing here, his QBR and passer rating. I said this to Danny last show, and he got got on my case about it. Like, how much longer do the Tua haters deny the numbers and pretend like they don't matter? Why do we do that with certain guys? Certain guys, we hold up the stats and say, this is evidence that a player is good, and people don't want to do that with Tua. Um, He's left-handed, it's unorthodox, it's not always pretty, but we've seen what their offense looks like when he can't play this year, and we see what they do as a team unit when he doesn't play or can't finish a game, and that's lose. So I think Tua should be getting more credit. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland I believe his last 17 games, there are six and 11. So the bloom is off the rose for him, but we'll see what they do. Next week is the last game without Deshaun Watson. They go to Buffalo. They'll lose that game. They'll be three and eight um, or three and seven, I should say. Uh, Excuse me. They've got two more games without Watson, Buffalo, and then Tampa Bay. And then in week 13, He'll come back. So they got to ride it out for two more games. Uh, Bottom line for Cleveland is that they're dead. They could not keep their season afloat without Deshaun Watson. Speaking of seasons that are over, no longer afloat, the Rams, 27-17 loser to the Cardinals today. Uh, No Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup suffered an ugly, grotesque ankle injury in this game. They still couldn't run the ball. Cam Akers was their leading rusher. They gave up 27 points in a game where Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley played. It's over. And you can only be so critical, I think, of a team that's coming off a Super Bowl win. You know, how hard can you really bang on a team when it won a championship the year before? But the Rams are really testing the limits. I mean, the idea that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to walk in there and rejuvenate this team, that was far-fetched. If they'd given up all those picks for Burns, the great Panthers pass rusher, I think that would have been a short-sighted move too. So sometimes the moves you don't make are good. And I think in the Rams case, trying to throw something at this team, try to put a Band-Aid on this team would not have worked. And And losing out on McCaffrey and not getting Burns and kind of getting denied on these big moves Ultimately good 
because no player, not even McCaffrey, was going to turn this team around. They're 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 older, they're injured, and so sometimes this happens where a team after this usually talk Super Bowl hangover is the team that lost the Super Bowl. In this case, it's the Rams, and they put so much from an energy standpoint into last year with all the picks that they traded and all the veteran players that they had on that team. Uh, the Giants beat the Texans. Not a shocker, not a surprise. Another huge game for Saquon Barkley. There is a report that the Giants now want to sign Barkley to a contract extension. They've got to resist the temptation of doing that. This is an awesome story. This is a coach of the year type masterpiece by Brian Dable. They beat the Lions at home next week, and it's going to be really tough for the Giants to miss the playoffs. They'd have to collapse. Uh, They'd be really probably a win or two away from locking themselves in as a a wild card in the seven-team playoff picture. But don't allow for short-term success to cause you to fall in love with your coach or quarterback. It was another well-managed game by Daniel Jones. He connected with Darius Slayton on a big play. And Saquon Barkley uh, was the linchpin of their offense. He was the maypole. Everything they did revolved around him, and it worked against the worst team by record in the NFL this year. But you know, do not, under any circumstances here, give in to Barkley and give him a contract extension. You give him that you give him a tag of some kind after the year, or yeah, uh, you just let him leave in free agency and take the comp pick. I think the tag is probably the better idea, though, of uh, of every of uh, of everything there. The tag, the transition tag, would probably be the best move. Uh, Monday night. Let's take a look at this Monday night game for a second. It's a it's supposed to be a blowout. The Eagles are a ten and a half point favorite. Uh, the Commanders. Taylor Heineke, you know, is he going to continue what has been a wild ride where there's honestly probably four or five plays a game from him that excite you and make you want to believe? There's a lot of Ryan Fitzpatrick in Heineke's game. For the Eagles, I fully expect them to win. They blew out Washington something like 24 to 8 earlier in the year. Uh, I don't know when they're going to be an underdog in a game. It's probably Dallas, but that's not a, that's not for another month. They've got the Colts on the road after this, and man, is that game going to get a lot of attention now with Saturday as the Indy coach. The early line for that game is out, and the Eagles are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They host the Packers on Sunday night football in a couple of weeks. I don't think that game will get flexed. I think that'll stay in that time slot, even with the Packers' four-and-six record. Titans are always a dangerous team because you never know what's going to happen with Derrick Henry. So, and by the way, I actually, this is what happens when Danny's not here to keep me in check. I completely forgot about that Titans-Broncos game. Just a quick thought there. I mean, it's just more Russell Wilson uh, futility. After the bye, uh, there there was no bump. There was no... uh, Success that carried over from late in the Jacksonville game. And Ryan Tannehill outplayed Russell Wilson and just did what he needed to do to win that game. So Denver 
you know, are they going to get off the mat here and put together any uh, semblance of consistent winning? No, it doesn't look that way. And remember, the owners there now did not hire Nathaniel Hackett. But last point, you know, Spencer, this is why Spencer's so good at his job. He's getting in my ear and saying, dude, you haven't even talked about the game that from your market. That's right. Steelers and Saints. I did not hit on that. Uh, TJ Watt came back for the Steelers. And they are a different team when he plays. They're 2-0 and when he's in the lineup from start to finish. Like that Cincinnati game at the beginning of the year. He was awesome in that game. They first they forced five uh, five Joe Burrow turnovers. Joe Burrow's worst game of his career, and the Steelers' defense uh, is is just even with Minka Fitzpatrick, who had an appendicitis emergency on Saturday. Steelers' defense uh, looks night and day different with T.J. Watt in there, and I think it's going to lead to some what ifs in Pittsburgh. Like, what if this guy had played? and stayed healthy all year, what would our record be right now? Uh, For New Orleans, I don't get why they're playing Andy Dalton. You know what Andy Dalton is. He threw two interceptions in the second half of this game. They should be playing Jameis Winston to see if there's any lightning left in that Jameis Winston bottle from what he did early last year. If not, uh, then they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. I think it's also showing... What a great coach Sean Payton is that he leaves New Orleans and they become one of the uh, worst teams in the NFL. You know, they, they could finish in last place, even with Carolina already firing its coach and trading Christian McCaffrey and the Falcons just being a so-so team. All right, we'll have Danny back on Thursday. Thanks to Spencer who reminded me, dude, there are games you haven't talked about yet. And that is the motto of this show. Every game, every team, Spotify, Odyssey app, iTunes, so many places to find the show. First in pod, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.